Welcome to the Arrogant Healthcare Marketing Bastards podcast for the week of April 25, 2011. This is episode 101. I am Chris Bevelo, president of Interval. We are the healthcare agency, healthcare marketing agency that puts on a podcast. I'm joined today in studio by co-host. Jackie Ritako, account coordinator with Interval. And uh, Adam Meyer, creative director at Interval. Hello. Hey. How are you guys? I'm good. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Still recovering from Podcast 100, but... <laughs> it's a hell of a hangover. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, that was quite the... That was a heck of a party. It was. We'll have to do it again on number 200. Yeah, 99 to go. Did you guys get my reference there? My pretty, pretty, pretty good. You know where that comes from? No, I, I never of, get these. I was thinking of the Rolling Stones song, but that's different. No. Pretty, well, pretty we'll, we'll come around to it in the end because it's, it's connected to our last talker. Last talking point. Right on. It might be in the mix, but I doubt it would make it. So we'll see Come if our on, baby. <clears throat> we'll see if our listeners can pick up on if they know what that Please. is, they might be able to figure out the last talking point of the day. <clears throat> okay, so some updates before we dig in here. Uh, first of all, reminder to sign up for our e newsletter on our website. We're going to have a uh, the next issue comes out in what just a few weeks, mm-hmm. three weeks maybe. Mid-May. And we're going to have another workshop featured. Uh, this one's going to be on developing a wellness program, which has been a hot topic uh, at conferences I've been at and mm-hmm. been blogging on it. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk a little bit about it today. Uh, but if you get yourself in and get the e-newsletter ahead of time, then you don't have to register for the workshop separately. Yep. So, And we always try to build in something special for our e-newsletter people. A little Easter egg. How appropriate is that? Oh, cute. <laughs> we just had Easter. How did your Easter. Easter go? Oh, yeah, that's right. That's this I'm still full. <laughs> we always get ourselves in trouble when we talk about the future. <laughs> I know. It's anyway. I'm, sure it'll be, I'm sure it'll be well. Are you guys traveling at all? Staying here? No travel. Just here. Yeah. Grammy's house. Grammy. Easter egg Hi, Grammy. Hunt. Hi, Grampy. There's another movie reference. Sorry, I won't, I'll stop doing that. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Uh, another thing we're uh, looking for is uh, whenever we send out our e-newsletter, which is roughly every two months, uh, we feature a new article on the Weekly Probe, which for those of you who don't know is at weeklyprobe.com and is kind of our version of the onion for healthcare marketing. And we always are open to submissions for that. Mm-hmm. So if folks have a story they would like to submit. You kinda, if you've never been there and don't know what it's about, go check out the website. And then you'll get a feel for maybe what we might be looking for. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, we're always open to that. And we're always open to bathroom humor for the weekly probe. <laughs> I think every third story. I think it's every story, but okay. Involves some kind of feces joke <laughs> or something. You said every story? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. No. I think the world's best logo, though, for a GI specialty center is on the weekly probe. It is. I think that See? is by far the best logo I've ever seen. <laughs> Okay, uh, what else? Oh, we've got some, uh, well, we're going to save that. We'll save that for next time because I don't have all the information in front of us, but we've got some speaking gigs coming up, uh, and we'll give you the dates for those. A couple webinars, uh, and then I'm actually going to be in Washington, D.C. this time next week, mm-hmm. or when you're listening to it this week, <laughs> at the PRSA Health Academy Conference, speaking with uh, Paul Griffiths from MedTouch. Very cool. Yeah. Get an update on the next podcast. Exactly. So if you're in the D.C. area and you're listening to this, give me a shout. Give me a shout on 
Twitter at Interval Chris. Correct? That's you. So give me a shout out if you're in DC. I'll be there for there for two nights at the <laughs> El Casino. No. All right. So the first thing we're gonna dive into is, you know, we always try to collect stories to look at the podcast. We call it fodder. Mm-hmm. That's our internal podcast fodder. Uh, and we just we just had a slew of them. Part of it was because of the hundredth episode podcast. Yep. Uh, but so many of them, I thought, helped support some of the, our thinking and trends, and um, and and so we don't have to spend a lot of time on these. But I thought we could just rattle few through a few. So, for example, the first one is headline: "More doctors getting health news on iPhones," which was from Mobi Health News, where remote healthcare meets the cloud. Mobi <laughs> from MedApps.com. <clears throat> Cloud care. I can't tell what brand they're trying to promote. So who posted this? You guys uh, remember? I believe it might have been me. Maybe it was you, Adam. I can't remember. I yeah. think it might have been you. Okay, so uh, they're talking about increased use. Let me see if I can find statistics here. You did, Adam. The analysis found that readers were most likely to be reading their news on the iPhones and iPads with the two devices combining to account for about 90% of mobile readership. Android devices came in a distant third with about 6%. Company also saw iPad numbers doubling over the last year, mainly taking away from iPhone still dominant lead. Who's they? Boy, we didn't do our homework very well. Email-based medical news journal Bolton Healthcare. So that's the source for this. And then later it says... This sounds a little more grounded. The increased popularity of the iPhone and iPad among doctors shouldn't come as a surprise. Last year, Manhattan Research reported that 72% of U.S. physicians were using PDAs and smartphones, up from 64% the year before. So, and then uh, another metric that's often cited is from Spyglass Consulting. Heard of them? I have. Uh, Of more than... I shouldn't even finish this sentence. Of more than 100 physicians surveyed, 94% said they were using smartphones to communicate. The survey was conducted using an email. Um, So anyway, but the same survey, so that's a really teeny tiny sample size. But in 2006, only 59% were using smartphones. So, you know, that kind of supports our, and there's so much more research. So this is not meant to be the, End all, beat all. Okay, close the book on that one. But the whole point of these is just continued evidence of what we see. Yeah, yeah. And there, there's there's a growing up. <laughs> there's a growing body of uh, of um, research just among the people who I follow, <clears throat> just clearly showing how mobile is outpacing outpacing at a much faster rate than anyone predicted. Um, traditional traditional access of the web. Um, so it's 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 a new frontier, people. If you're not if you're not on it. It's it's the frontier. You got you got to be on it. It's important. Bold I, I go where no man is. I used I used to um <laughs> I used to uh, my wife and I would be sitting in the living room and I would just shake my head wondering why you know and I've probably said this before but you know she has a nice MacBook Air she's got an iPad and yet she sits she's sitting in the living room using her iPhone. Yeah, all you the said time. that last time. Yeah, I mean I've, yeah. I've taken a, I used to I used to I used to sit there and, and think why why are you doing that you know why why you've got these other Devices that are perfect for you to be using right now in this environment, but she still prefers that. And that's not convenient, but I find my, yeah, it's convenience. I mean, mobile phones have redefined 
the personal computer. We probably shouldn't even think of them as phones. This they're, they they are right. the, they are the personal computer that happens to have a phone functionality built into it. These are real personal computers now. I mean, this is the way people are going to be accessing inter- information from now on. Do you guys remember having this argument many many podcasts ago? Because I was kind of in the camp of you were kind of making the same claim back then. I just maybe a year or year and a half ago. And I was like, why would anybody get on their mobile phone when they have, because it's small, it's slow. Uh, But boy, I, 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 like we talked about last time, I see that I see myself doing that all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, that's the thing. I, I, I find myself doing it too. I mean, I see, I see her doing it and wonder why she's doing that. But then I catch myself just around the house, pulling out my phone to check email or to do whatever, you know, it's, mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's, it's where it's going. It's where okay. it is. It's where it is. Where it's Where's at. that? I got, I got two turntables turn and a microphone. microphone. All right. So the next one was a much blogged about um, report from Price Waterhouse Coopers. Holy brand name smashed together over the years. <laughs> uh, and this is, they put out a report that I have yet to read the full report, but it's just stock full of great content uh they call it the iab internet advertising revenue report an industry survey conducted by price waterhouse coopers and sponsored by the interactive advertising bureau well they okay so first of all grain of salt because the people behind this who are sponsoring it are the interactive advertising bureau who might have a little <laughs> bit of stake no. in showing that people like to have you know are online and advertising there is growing but According to this, I first saw this from uh, a blog called The Wall, Social Marketing and Media Blogged is this definition. So I always like to give credit to whoever I saw it first from, but mm-hmm. it's all over the place. Uh, and the, the main headline for this was Internet advertising is bigger than newspaper advertising officially. So according to this study by Price Waterhouse Coopers, uh, TV, it's weird how they break it out, but if you look at 2010 media buying for advertising tv distribution quote unquote was 28.6 billion internet was 26 billion newspapers was 22.8 billion now there are two other categories for tv cable networks and broadcast networks um which were 22 and 17 respectively so if you lump all that together tv's still at almost 80 billion so heads and tails above everybody else Mm -hmm. but internet has now surpassed newspaper and it's well ahead of radio, which is 15.3, consumer magazines, which is 10.2, hmm. uh, and outdoor, which is 6.1. So that's, that's a significant yeah, shift. Yeah, like, especially surpassing <clears throat> newspapers, it's kind of a duh. But at the same time, I mean, right. look, at, look at how many papers and magazines are gone. They're simply gone. They were replaced by the web. Um, so it's not necessarily, I mean, the numbers have to be looked at in the right light. I mean, there, there, just, there are literally fewer opportunities today to advertise through some of these other channels. I mean, and right. as it should be. Um, but that, that, I mean, if you look at these numbers, assuming that there's the same number of opportunities as there's always been to, to advertise through some of these channels, then um, that's just not, that's not true. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, I think the, the reason people call it out, because it's kind of like the first time that's officially surpassed right. it. Right. right. Yeah, and I certainly don't mean to discredit right. it. It just has to be looked at in the right light. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a duh. You knew it was coming, but right. will ever replace? The big question would be, would it, would it surpass TV? That would be that would be real news, and that's still probably years Well, you know, it would surprise me down the road, though. May, yeah, maybe or maybe not. But, I mean, TV, 
the definition of TV is being reinvent is being is changing. I mean, TV like for me now is mostly through the internet. So what is what is that considered? Is that considered television advertising when you see an ad in Hulu or on or well, Hulu is probably the best example. Is that television advertising or is that internet advertising at that it's point? Internet. Yeah. I mean, is it, once television is all through the internet, is it television advertising anymore or is yeah. it internet advertising? I think we're, we're the lines are a blurring. long way away from being all internet based. Long way, way long, maybe never. It's a well. I'm just saying. <laughs> I think it'll be. It, it will become the the predominant delivery mechanism, but maybe in your you, it lifetime, can't, it can't replace. You there are there are too many reasons to have other channels mm. for the, for those other channels to exist. Yeah, especially the, the over the, especially the, like over the air broadcasting. Um, there's even, I mean, there's, there's arguments, I mean, and this is going a little bit off topic, but like the government wants to buy up frequencies that are used for like ham radio as well. So they can be sold for other purposes Mm -hmm. or used for other purposes. But I mean, the last thing you want to do is get rid of the ability for people to communicate through like ham radio. I mean, that was actually during Katrina, one of the very important resource for people to communicate, um, for getting medical. That's a weird wild fact. I did not know that. Yeah. I didn't either. Because most of the other means of communication were down, and ham radio actually became a very important means of communication. You get rid of that, and that's that's not a good thing. No. Well, I shouldn't say in your lifetime. I don't want to put these statements out there, and then like three years later, <laughs> let's play Chris's assessment of internet TV back. Okay, so here's another one. Uh, this is from Mashable. Most marketers plan to increase social media spend this year. It's a study. Uh, done by Effie Worldwide and Mashable. And it says, an overwhelming number of marketers consider social media to be integral to their strategies this year. 70% plan to increase their social media budget by more than 10%. The poll given to a group of ad agency executives and marketers from firms such as Bank of America, Colgate-Palmolive, and MiniUSA also found that the primary social media goal is what? Can you guys fathom a guess? Bring in more money. It's a very specific goal. No, I can't. No, it's so not bringing more get money. Get more followers. Close. <laughs> You're close. You need to have a specific followers fans, on a fans specific on a Facebook page. What's that? Fans on a Facebook. page. Except for they don't have fans anymore. What do you have? Oh, likes. 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 Because the everybody primary knows. social media goal is to likes increase Facebook goal. likes. Likes is just like money in your pocket. Interesting. I mean, really. <laughs> I'm just reading what's on the paper. I'm not agreeing with it. It translates directly. <laughs> yes. Yes. One Spe- like is like $1,000 in your pocket. Speaking on behalf of themselves <laughs> and their clients, group members reported that social networking would take 11.9% of their overall budget this year compared to 13% for TV. What? Now, that completely doesn't jive with what we just read. <laughs> I know, what, was, right? what was the statistic? That figure should be taken with a grain of salt, however, since $68.7 billion was spent on all TV advertising last year, compared with just $26 billion for internet advertising. Yeah, what? That makes no sense to me. The problem is they're probably using averages there. That still doesn't add up. Right. Given what we just read, and this guy just pointed it out too. Right, right. You're saying social media, not even... Not even search marketing or internet advertising or anything. Mm-hmm. Social networking would take twelve percent, with TV thirteen percent. Yeah, that. You know, it's right. also possible that what the? it's possible that vehicles like television could become more valuable. It's, I mean, as as fewer people just use that as their go to um, delivery channel for their advertising, 
you know, as fewer people are utilizing it, it may become more cost effective and it may be a channel in which you can actually start to deliver messages that aren't going to be clouded by all the other crap because there'll be less crap there to cloud it. I don't know. We'll step mm-hmm. to see. I don't know. Okay, one more thing from this and then we'll move on. I'm going to skip the last one on this so we can keep, keep on our schedule. Schedule? They named, they asked um, respondents to cite brands that were effective in getting their message across via social media. Three, actually four, there were four leaders. Can you guys guess what the top four or any of the top four? Just quick off the top of your head. These are big brands. These are big brands that are effective in getting their message across via social media. Procter & Gamble? No, nobody knows that brand. Right. Like it would have <laughs> they to, would it know could be Tide. Like, it could be like one of their right. brands. I was just trying to catch everything in one. Well, <laughs> well let me well, see. You, no, you just they, got all four of them. I do not believe <laughs> that they are covered here anyway. Okay. Good, good try. How about... Um, hmm. It's like a, is there a soda in the top four? There's a soda. Number Coke? two is a soda. No. Or Pepsi. Do. Pepsi. Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew. Oh. Pepsi's was 8%. So Pepsi. Yep. There's another drink in the top four, but it's not Gatorade? soda. No. Oh, beer. beer. Is it a beer? No. Is it a Red Bull? Energy what do people drink? drink more of than anything Wine? during the day? Coffee? Yes. <laughs> Starbucks? Yeah. Starbucks is 7%. Wine? Okay. <laughs> the wine fourth is. one is a large purchased item that has four wheels i was gonna say a car of some sort yeah is it like ford no ford dodge wow fascinating ford kia ford (laughs) okay four six you still don't have the top one though we talked about it quite a bit on the show we don't have the top one we don't have the top one we've talked about this brand quite a bit on the show give me a category apple it would fit in category it's not your grandpa's aftershave Old old spice old spice you know? Did you see the when? new? Did you see the new Old Spice ad? I don't know if it's. I think it's real, but it's not Mustafa anymore. Right, they've got a new spokesperson. Yeah, it's, it's a Mustafa. another good-looking guy. But it's also there's like a lot. The old ones didn't have CGI in them. They actually made weird sets that he walked right. through, and they did like a million takes to get it right. Although I think there might have been a little bit of CGI here and there in it. Um, but the new one is like clearly almost entirely CGI. If you've seen it, he's it's like this guy drops into a swamp and he comes out with like an alligator on his leg, and it's. At the end, he's, he has no le- flesh or muscle left on his legs. It's just bone. <laughs> nice. And he sits by this beautiful Amazon woman and the rest smells history. great, I guess. <laughs> I'll have to check it out. Okay, we're going to move on to wellness. Wellness. Are you feeling well today? So far. <laughs> Day is not done. <laughs> yeah. So just a couple things. Uh, a blog post I put up uh, this week called Mayo Clinic Goes Big on Wellness, which... Uh, you know, we're always fans of whenever we're trying to advocate for something and then the Mayo Clinic is out there doing it. It's mm-hmm. great because then you can say, hey, you know, we're not just making this crap up. Look, one of your primary leaders in this industry is doing this, so maybe you might want to consider it. Right. <laughs> so th- there was two kind of things that led to this. One was I went to a Twins game last week, and they have this massive mm-hmm. video screen up there. It's one of the biggest in the country. And I thought one of the best uses of it was uh, Mayo Clinic is a sponsor of the twins. Yep. And I think it's like in the seventh or eighth inning, they have like a 30 or 60 second video that takes up the full screen and it features a twins player who's advocating for some kind of health and wellness tip. And it's just beautifully done. And it's like, you can't get any bigger when it comes to advocating for wellness than that physically bigger in my <laughs> oh, mind. Totally. And then there was also a story in the star tribune about how the title is Mayo to make wellness a deliberate part of care. 
and they received a philanthropic gift from the founder of SlimFast, which I thought was interesting. Hmm. Uh, but it's going to allow them to expand one of their facilities that's already focused on wellness uh, and, and provide more and more services to people. And the way their uh, medical director of disease prevention and health promotion puts it, Dr. Patricia Barrier, it's one thing if you just give people information. Another, another thing can happen if you give people experiences. A third happens if you continue to connect with people. So uh, basically it's talking about how they are really, really making wellness a significant part of how they're delivering care. Very cool. So yeah, so I think that's just more fodder for all, this, all the times we talk about, hey, you can go out there and leverage wellness in a positive way to mm-hmm. build your brand. Uh, and then there was this that happened just on the right end today. It was I switched over from the sports radio that made me want to puke because all they talk about is the <laughs> NFL draft. Oh. Ad nauseum. Who gives a flying oh, yeah. bleep? <laughs> I mean, I'm a, I'm a football fan, but seriously, every morning, this right. dude. And I couldn't take it today, so I switched to NPR, which I should have <laughs> listened to. And they were talking about, I didn't catch the whole thing. I don't know if it was about heart disease, uh, I don't know what the context overall was, but when I was listening, they were talking about the importance of nutrition to preventing heart disease and dealing with heart disease. And they had a physician from Mayo Clinic on there and somebody else, and they were talking about how there needs to be more done to help people understand the impact of this. And the physician was, he made this quote, which was just awesome. He's like, here's part of the problem. He said, here's here's what I learned in medical school about nutrition. People need to eat. They eat through their mouths, and when they can't eat through their mouths, you can give them a tube into their stomach. That's all I learned. And then the other woman chimed in and said, he's not kidding. You literally, she said she got her or they got a day on nutrition mm-hmm. for an entire, what, six years of medical school or whatever you're in there for. Wow. And so their point wasn't to say nutrition isn't important. Their point was physicians are not, for the most part, Equipped being to- trained for this, well, so they don't think it, about yeah. it. A lot of the conversation was about the over-reliance on medication, and is that necessary because people don't, you know, what led up to that was, you know, maybe people don't take the steps they need to take even when you communicate them, so you got to give them medication. And the doctor was, well, it's not just that. There are folks like me that don't even think of that or right. don't. Mm-hmm. Medication not, is their go-to solution. Right, because they're not even thinking right. about right. that. And so I don't know how prevalent that is, but to me that just screams of opportunity yeah. for folks to get out there and really build bridges around that mm-hmm. message. So anyway, I'm going to try to find, I think you can download or podcast anything from MP. This was Minnesota public radio. Right. Uh, I'd love to download it and listen to the whole thing. Yeah, that'd be there cool. might be some other good nuggets in there. Okay. Well, I wanted to get through all that because we had to get to the most important <laughs> conversation. How are we doing on time? We're good. We're good. Yep. All right, so this conversation came up recently. I've had it like three times in the last month. What's the best TV show of all time? Not with us, you have Go! It. Not with us. Best TV show ever. Stay by the bell. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, I'm kidding. No, I, think, no, I don't I think you said, are. I would have said that. Okay, we've got Jackie years. down for Stay <laughs> no, by the Bell. No, that's actually... Well, I'm going to blog this, so... Well, my answer is probably not much better. I don't watch enough TV to be like a, a, someone to judge what like culturally or like the mat as just on, from your on that opinion level. what did you like yes on my level i can i can or my opinion of what i think my favorite show is i can't say it's the best show 
there are really only two shows that I ever like scheduled life around to make sure I watched. One was in college and it was Friends. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that that's probably my mind too. That's probably my I might want to take back. favorite show of all time. I don't really I'd watch it anymore. But when I do see an episode on like reruns on whatever channel it's on now, I'll probably I could I could stop and watch it if I'm not doing anything because it's like, oh, I remember this one. Um other than that, the only the show I purchase now through iTunes to watch when the new se- when the new, every new episode comes out is MythBusters. That's my other MythBusters. Yeah. Oh, dude, I know that show makes. <laughs> well, if I could watch that show with the volume off, it'd be great because the two main guys are the cheesiest handballs. I love those ever. guys. Yeah, they kind of are. They're complete dorks that to the irritate that's me. Probably, to no that's end. probably I, being a, somewhat of a nerd. That's I like I the like show because my kids like it, but. They're 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 brilliant guys. You guys, especially if you go to like one of the one. There's a very inspirational video um, video on TED TED Talks video of Adam Savage, who is the redheaded, not the guy without the mustache. Um, yeah, drives me more crazy. The maybe, glasses, maybe he does. But there's um, one that where is a TED Talks where he talks about obsession and and being a perfectionist, and he goes through this process that years and years of his life that he like recreated a faithful down to the like, precision level, faithful reproduction of the Maltese Falcon as he was just so obsessed with, and it was just, it was, it was an, it's amazing to listen to someone talk about how the, the process they, get, they went through to, to do something like that. Amazing from a clinically psychological. No, just from what he, <laughs> what he, what he just the way he, you have to watch it, just the way he talks about it. It's, it's an, it's an inspirational thing. Cause I mean, anybody what who about, really what gets, if you, what if the Ted video was about how, my inspiration is to collect and keep all the things that are valuable to me. And I've got a sorting system in my house so that when you walk through, I've got paths that go through different sections of my house because it's so high. You're a hoarder? Is that what you're saying? Exactly. That's a hoarder. So when I think of spending years of my life to create a Maltese Falcon, I'm not sure I'm inspired. I'm wondering what reality show would be covered by that. I think you need to watch it. I know. I'm just kidding. I haven't seen it. But that's because I know this guy and he... Hoarders. Anyway, so but you know, I think the question too is, how do you judge something like that? And there's two right. ways to think about it. One, I find it a lot easier for me to, for myself to name the top TV show versus top movie. I can't do it with movie for some reason because I always yeah. want to like well, say, well, what kind and all right, that. Right, right. But but why isn't that the same for TV? When I when oh, I think I of that for TV, I've got an answer every time, and it's The Wire. And the way I judge it is because I thought of Friends too. But one of the ways what? I could qualify this is, would you ever tell somebody now who's never seen Friends, you've got to go see Friends. You have to go to Netflix, you have to order all the episodes, and you have to watch it. No, because no. it's outdated. Yeah, it's well, dated. no, but, it was, but it I think that's relevant part of how time. I... I love Friends, and, I, and it did cross my mind. Same with Seinfeld. But I will I mean, the wire, Seinfeld. Is The Wire still current? Is that still? Or still no. It's old. How old is it, though? It's pretty uh, new. It's pretty I think new. the last, last few episode years. was like maybe three or four years ago. Okay, so it's still... Cheers. It's still all oh, great show. Cheers is a great show. It's still fairly relevant from a cultural standpoint. I yeah. Mean, oh yeah. You, yeah you'd yeah. watch it and it wouldn't feel dated. Totally. That's the problem with Friends. I'd have a hard time now because it's kind of yeah. like well, you, I hate the reruns. Well, the, well, not only the way they're dressed, <laughs> but just like some, some of the things they talk about, yeah. the light they look in. It's just not. You're right. It's not with the times. Whereas that show is probably still. So I would say maybe ten years from now, it, it would be fun to see if your opinion is still that the wire is. Well, because the, the cultural relevance of it may have passed, yeah. and it may be the other way I qualified is exactly how you said it, Adam. What have I rearranged my life to watch? And Friends was was kind of that, and Seinfeld mm. was that. But I didn't rearrange my life only because they were on at convenient times. One show that I literally remember this because this was before TiVo was Sopranos, and it would come mm. on at eight o'clock on Sundays, and I had small kids, and I was like 
Put you know, to bed. everything, yes, <laughs> dinner, bed, everything has to be done because I did not want to miss it. And then they also, they eventually started adding a, a viewing of it on like HBO West or HBO 2 at 10, mm-hmm. which totally changed my life because then I'm like, good, I don't have to put my one-year-old through the paces so I can watch <laughs> Sopranos. And then TiVo came in at no, I yeah. can't use that qualification yeah. anymore because I don't ever watch anything when it comes on. Right. Well, that's the same. That's like with Mythbusters now, which is the one show I do watch. Um, but it's we get it through iTunes, so it downloads it, and I just watch it whenever there's time to watch it. Yeah, it's totally different from back in the day. I was just thinking about it in terms of what were TV shows that I literally plan my life around. Yeah. And say by the bell, but I was kind of a loser middle schooler, and that was more <laughs> important after school. But. Friends, I remember watching pretty religiously. Yeah. And you have to Other wonder, than that, you have to wonder if you could even legitimately say that in high, in middle school that you were planning your, you know, it's like who who has a life plan then? I mean, now that we're adults, we can say that we're planning our lives around something. But I don't even know. <laughs> but even, you'd want to even make sure college, you know, know you'd you like avoid playing with your friends or you'd drop out of soccer. Jackie dropped out yeah. of soccer because practice home, conflicted with Saved by the Bell. Doritos, Saved by the Bell, boom. <laughs> nice. I watched Saved on by the, the Bell. It's weirdly compelling. I watched it, yeah. yeah. Oh, now it's painful, though. Speaking well, sure. of culturally. Is that like where our lives intersected at some point with Saved by the Bell? That's really sad if that's the case. I've met people how from old, Saved how by old, the Bell. What, how old would you have been? Well, I was probably in college. College age. So that was almost kind of a friend's on, yeah, on one they level. The college years college years though it was not meant for me <laughs> it was meant years. for younger but there's like almost like soap opera yeah I mean, we watch soap operas so i was probably too. i was like in well a couple of years beyond jackie so i was like high by like senior or not. Well, i don't know yeah i must have been like junior high-ish somewhere in that yeah that's area. who the audience it was should have been yeah. for but i think i think the way i think about it maybe i'll get arrested for saying this maybe i shouldn't <laughs> say it whenever there's beautiful beautiful people involved people kelly kapowski was hot yeah. There was beautiful they people. Were all beautiful. The, I mean, Everybody. they were all of age, so I won't get arrested. I don't think. Screech, Screech, Screech wasn't was very beautiful. No, but you got to have some. You got to have some kind of point of reference, right? So that you know who's beautiful, and the the That's guys true. were all attractive, and the women were all attractive. Maybe that would get me arrested because they were supposed to be in high school. Well, but now they I was just out of high school, so that's not. That could be statutory rape in some <laughs> states. Damn! Can we erase this part? <laughs> All right. And on that well, note, I'm gonna, and on that note, I'm going to start watching The Shield because I've had some people tell me that that is their number one. Yeah, yeah. one okay. of the, I never saw a single. I'll have episode. to remember this. One of the, well, you now here's the thing too. I mean, I watch. <clears throat> I don't know. I listen to much more more podcasts than I watch TV, and I used to watch some podcasts fairly religiously, and one of which was the Totally Rad Show, which is three guys who just talk about TV shows, movies, cultural stuff, and gaming. Um, and two of the shows that are the favorites from them. I mean, everything that you've talked about so far as loving has been stuff that they've loved, but their two biggest ones are The Wire and The Shield. Yeah. And their guys my age. So if I watch TV, those would probably be my favorite shows. I know, which, if anybody out. had to say if there was one TV show to watch, what would it be to me? It would be The Wire, hands down. There are other ones that are great, but better than Sopranos, better than anything. It's, it's unreal. Mm-hmm. So if anybody has any other suggestions for TV shows we should watch. What's the premise of The Wire, by the way? The premise? Yeah. What is what is the show? The premise takes a look at, it really is mainly about crime in Baltimore, okay. but it looks at it from both the criminal and the police perspective, okay. and it's very realistic, and it's not good good guy, bad guy at all. I mean, there's good guys and bad guys on both sides. It, it spends as much time with the dysfunction of the police force and the politics as anything, mm-hmm. and then it evolves into taking like 
It takes a significant look at unions in season two and how that plays in all that. And then season like four is about schools uh-huh. and how the schools, you see these kids and they kind of, you can tell they're going to end up on the street. It's that episode has got to be the most compelling, however many hours of TV that exist. And then uh, season five, the last one's about the media and what role it plays. You still have the same characters. You still have the same premise. It just kind of shifts it and, and brings another kind of layer into it. So unlike phenomenal, unlike like law and order, which is every episode is its own thing. Oh, this no. is like, this is like seasons. It's are a series. It goes on. I mean, interrelated. You, if, if you watch it, you got to start from season one because there's nuance and relationships that last the whole hmm. five seasons. And it really, you would miss a lot if when, you jumped in the middle. What year? When was this made? I don't know. But like it was 10 years 2000s. ago? 2000s. Okay. No, I, it might have started 10 years ago, but okay. I think the last season ended maybe four years ago at most. Okay. Something like that. Check it out. I do Definitely. also have the first season of Battlestar Galactica on DVD. I've been and on that note, that. I think we should. <laughs> the never ending podcast. <laughs> That's right. All right. So remember to visit our website, sign up for our e newsletter, take a look at weeklyprobe.com if you haven't. We'd love submissions for that. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at Interval Chris. Uh, on Twitter, I am AP Meyer. Interval Jackie. At Interval Jackie. At, Is that redundant? At me. Yeah. <laughs> at Interval Jackie. So we will talk to you next time for the Arrogant Healthcare Marketing Ambassadors. This is Chris Bevelo. Jackie Ritaco. Adam Meyer. Thanks for joining us.